As we like to do on Mondays, we want to check in with our good friend Nolan Finley, editorial page editor for the Detroit News. And it is an op-ed piece which is uh, topping uh, a lot of both social media conversation and uh, political conversation. Uh, Nolan, good morning. Lord have mercy, guy. The world's a mess, isn't it? <laughs> it, yeah. it is a bit. That's why we're here to fix Got every to fix problem yeah. every Monday well, morning. I'm glad to hear you're on the job. Yeah, I, and I know the rest of the world is entire. Everybody except my wife is relieved. Um, the, the headline, and I know that you have to think very deliberately about how you headline your op-ed pieces, but the Wall Street Journal, it's still the number one uh, read op-ed on the Wall Street Journal this morning, even though it's three days old comes to us with a headline, Welcome to Dearborn, America's Jihad Capital. As a man that edits these things and makes these choices daily, did the headline cross the line? You're defining an entire community based on six words. Was that inappropriate, or is there an overreaction here? Well, I think it was overstated. Um, I don't know that uh, the evidence supports that uh, the headline, the contention that... Uh, Israel is, or sorry, Dearborn is a hotbed of uh, uh, jihad and anti-Israel activity, I think. Uh, Obviously, it's a heavily Arabic community, heavily Muslim community, and their sentiments run uh, in the anti-Israel direction. But I don't think we've seen the sort of jihadist activity that that headline implies. So, yeah, I think it probably was... uh, overstated well and in the, the of course and then we've seen islamophobic backlash there have been threats made and and none of that can be condoned either um and you could say almost the same thing about a lot of college campuses and the sentiments we've seen there but that doesn't mean that it represents mm-hmm. the entire community mm-hmm. no but uh yeah i mean i mean there has, that has been the place where the the protests have been but i mean i you you look at uh the community, and that's the way their sentiments lie. I mean, I think there's a, a difference between uh, having a serious objection to U.S. policy in the in the Middle East and defining that as jihadism. I don't right. know that we've seen that in this area. Uh, Nolan, uh, Governor uh, Rick Snyder joining some uh, established Republicans saying, listen, we don't want to deal, deal with this mess that's going on with the Michigan GOP. And they have to come together and try to get some candidates and raise some money to, to try to take back the House. Well, the House is where the fight is this year. I mean, that's the big prize that's on the table. There are no Senate races, no governor's races. Uh, so the House is it. And the only chance that Republicans have to gain any sort of leverage in Lansing is to win back the House. It's deadlock, deadlock right now, 54-54, because of the special elections. Mm-hmm. I assume it'll go back to a Democratic uh, majority in April. And so you'll, Democrats will again have control of all branches of government. And, you know, we've seen what they've done with it over the, over the past uh, year. It's been some pretty hard left uh governing and you know there's a lot of folks concerned about what that's going to mean for the future of our state and you know they're putting their money on the house and one of them of course is the former governor rick snyder whose good policies are the ones that are being undone with this uh barrage of uh pro-union welfare state lawmaking up there 
Uh, Nolan, there's been no meaningful legislative reform of immigration in decades, and now there's a bill coming out of the Senate. Um, Well, hopefully they vote on it. But should Republicans think about it, consider it, because it would possibly curtail the influx of migrants at the southern border, or is it not good enough? Well, I think it won't curtail the influx of uh, of migrants. Having said that, I think Republicans always should uh, make sure they're at the table, and there's nothing we need more than some sort of uh, policy to address this immigration crisis. But any bill, any new law should start with the idea that nobody comes into this country uh, who's not authorized to do so. And this idea of setting a threshold of 4,500 or 4,000 people crossing a day before the border shuts down, you know, I think the border should shut down until we can put in place a system, uh, a more orderly entry system down there. You can't have people walking across, uh, wading across the Rio Grande or slipping through gates on the uh, fences on the California uh, border. I watched on the uh, news last night, the national news, this whole line of Chinese immigrants slipping through a crack in the fence in California. You can't have that. And so this idea that we're going to tolerate some level of uh, and some very large level of illegal crossings on the southern border, I think, is unacceptable. But they don't say that they're going to tolerate them, do they, Nolan? They say they're going to detain those people and that under this bill, there will be much quicker deportation of them. The only shutdown part of it is they're saying we can't let our detention facilities get overwhelmed because that's why we get catch and release. Why is that unreasonable? Well, it's still you're still counting on the government to retain. What would that be about 60,000 people at any given time? Where are they going to put 60,000 people? And they're still going to when they process process them through a good number of them are still going to end up. Uh, loose in our country, untracked, uh, creating the sort of havoc we're seeing now. Uh, you know, I don't think it's a, it's a reasonable solution at all. And I don't trust that they're going to be able to do what they say they're going to do here. Well, I guess you can. Well, the other thing is they, they do mandate ankle tethers and things like that for those that they can't detain, which is better than what we've got now. Well, it's marginally better than what we got now, but it's not the solution. The solution is to is to not let anyone in um, who hasn't been approved, uh, who, whose asylum um, applications haven't been approved. And, you know, you do that on the other side of the border, not on this side. But if if we can't ever get to this point again where there's bipartisan support, isn't it better to pass something like this than nothing at all? I don't think you've got bipartisan support. I think you've got a few Republican senators who are behind it. It has no support in the House. And, you know, you get two or three, four senators to sign on. That's really not bipartisan. I mean, it's still going to be a bill passed uh, overwhelmingly in the Senate, at least by Democrats with very little Republican support. Again, I think they should be at the table, but I don't think this solution is the right one. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know whether you can say they're at the table. The the Speaker of the House has already pronounced this DOA. They're not. Which, that's right. You know, and, and it, you know, to, to some ears, it sounds more like that's trying to protect a political issue for the former president than to try to work out a meaningful 
solution or improve the bill as it's now written. That's true all the way around. I mean, politics is at play uh, 100% um, from all aspects of this bill. It it begs the question whether whether we could get a better bill if we weren't in an election year. Oh, probably. Yeah. And if we were in an environment where uh, partisan partisan interests weren't the main uh, concern of our lawmakers, we could get a better bill. Mm -hmm. But right now, 100% of their... Uh, loyalty and energy goes towards protecting their their uh, their power in Washington. Yeah, Nolan, always good to check in with you. It's going to be a uh, a week fraught with a lot of debate over all of these issues. Thanks for your time. Thank you, guys. Have a good day. All you right, too. we sure will. When we come back, what will the judge instruct the jury in the Jennifer Crumbly case? It will be pivotal. What words should we be listening for today? We'll be speaking with the Detroit Free Press reporter who has been there for every second of testimony next on JR Morning. You know, Consumers Energy wants to make sure that your business can save money and energy during these cold winter months. They've got a small business store that has energy saving products at very low prices, all with free shipping. You can shop the store for great prices on things like LED lighting, advanced power strips, water fixtures, air purifiers, the kind of things that can really lead to big savings. So make your business more energy efficient and reinvest those savings in your business's future. Start saving today by visiting ConsumersEnergy.com slash business store. That's ConsumersEnergy.com slash business store. Shop and save today. 